0: WTEL podcasts are powered by Stanley Steamer Air Duct Cleaning, Delaware's clean air experts. Call one eight hundred Steamer
1: other politics right now, politics of special interest to those of us here in Delaware, obviously, because from Politico, this headline, I don't think he's behind the eight ball this time around. Reference, Biden cranks up his 2020 machine and David Sider's national political correspondent for Politico. But based on the West Coast in California, uh, you do uh, portray a fairly optimistic uh, characterization of Biden and how uh, his past history running for president doesn't necessarily foretell the future
0: no, i think that's true he's a, a much different candidate that he would have been before but but one chief concern about uh you know the, the vice president, as your listeners well know, is this concern about anemic fundraising uh, and ground game. And I think what's interesting this year is that, that he, there, there doesn't seem to be that concern among donors and supporters that there was in, say, you know 2015.
1: Is it your impression that some are already tentatively committed, or they're still waiting to see who else gets into the fray and how the progressives line up?
0: No, I I, I think that there are some people, obviously, who are committed, but, but few and far between. I think most donors... Uh, most high profile Democrats are waiting to see what the, the field shapes up to look like and significantly waiting to see what what happens in the, the midterm elections. And that doesn't just go for the donors. That also goes for the potential candidates themselves. I mean, Joe Biden may have a much different calculation about the presidential race if, you know, moderate um, older white candidates all fall in November, and and instead it's uh, Andrew Gillums and Stacey Abrams of the world winning.
1: On the other hand, there is the matter of if uh, so many progressives get into the race, and he's the one old-time establishment guy thought to be able to bring everybody together, uh, that the progressives would uh, uh, carve each other up.
0: It's a huge argument for him. I I mean, that's the the goal. There will be other moderates in the race as well, uh, but nobody, I, I think, with his his name recognition nationally.
1: Give us a sense of uh, anything you experienced on the ground. Uh, some juicy quotes from people, uh, just on how uh, this candidate is so different uh, previous, because after all, he was vice president for eight years.
0: Yeah, I think I think the most interesting thing about this this West Coast swing that he did. Uh, over the last couple of days, it doesn't have to do with any rhetoric. He said something interesting about the Anita Hill experience and addressed some of the criticisms about that. But, but really, the most interesting thing was just a meeting that he had with about 25 people in Beverly Hills, uh, hosted by Jeffrey Katzenberg. And while Katzenberg is meeting with lots of Democrats, if you're a supporter of Biden who is worried about past fundraising performance, uh, seeing that meeting happen, I, I think, was an important signal um, that that he still has connections and and that he can tap into these folks. You remember Katzenberg was instrumental to Barack Obama's ability to launch uh, in 2008.
1: Well, that brings to mind something else, and that is the people who were aligned with Barack Obama and who were aligned uh, then uh, afterwards with Hillary Clinton, how they would appear to be splitting this time. It's Interesting.
0: I I think that there are some Obama loyalists who will go to Deval Patrick uh, if he runs. But I think Biden will get a share of those people if, if he runs. Uh, And I think that that those worlds are... They're not dividing to one or two candidates. They're looking at a field of, you know, 8, 12, 18 candidates maybe who who might run.
1: And maybe I, I, the psychology would be uh, some of the new faces, but they're coastal faces. New Jersey, California. Yeah, Delaware's on the coast, but Biden plays in the Rust Belt. And so uh, Democrats, beyond anything else, want to win.
0: That's true. I mean, this does get to a debate within the party. Democrats want to win. And so one argument is that you have to go back and win those Rust Belt and so Joe Biden, uh, Tim Ryan, um, Sherrod Brown, if, if he decides to run, could fit that mold. Uh, but there's another argument, too, which is that, and this goes back to depending what happens in, in the November elections, that the Democratic Party's base is not growing in, in, you know, with, with these voters who are middling people who went with Obama and then went to Donald Trump. The base is growing with non-white voters women and so we're talking about urban areas like atlanta um where you know or even arizona you know non-traditional democratic states so there is this tension i think within the party about what kind of Democrat is the right Democrat to win.
1: And as you say, I think we're going to be looking at the midterms and, and see, I mean, some of the mad, very progressive candidates versus the more traditional establishments, and in particular in, in the districts that are running, the racial, ethnic, age composition, all the rest. Alright, thanks for joining us. Have a good weekend. We'll do it again. Thank you. Thank you, sir. David Siders, National Political Correspondent Politico on the West Coast, covering Joe Biden as he was uh, making his uh, foray in California, talking to some of the donors and all that.